0: Hi, it's Eric, again. Two weeks ago, Likewise hosted Jen and Sarah for a chat. They talked about romance novels, they recommended books. You know, they did the thing that they do. Likewise was kind enough to let us share the recording with you. If you're unfamiliar with Likewise, they've had Jen and Sarah on two or three times, it's an entertainment recommendations platform so they like recommend tv shows and movies and podcasts and books and other stuff like that uh you can download the app for free wherever you get apps uh you can follow them on social media or go straight to likewise.com so have a listen and stay tuned for more goodies in advance of season six coming soon Hi everybody. We see your all your little icons in there, which is very Hi, nice. One. You know um, Jen, I saw this on um, Thing yeah. and I posted it to my Instagram feed today and oh. it said uh, it said nobody understands the bond between a girl and the mediocre book she read when she was 13. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're like, "Wait, I found somebody." <laughs> and I was like, "These are my people." Whoever <laughs> Oh, my God. It's so true. Because well, I was thinking about that bag, the bag of books under your, 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 your grandma's bed books, man. or in, my, in your grandma's closet. My sister had, like, just boxes of books when she went away to college under her bed, and she was 10 years older than me. Yeah. Listen, and when you go back to those books, they are not always good. We have learned. <laughs> but they did but, install a lot of buttons. So many buttons. I actually, the great thing about, I mean, everybody knows this, like, the great thing about eBay is now you can basically be like, I'm searching for this one 1984 ca- silhouette intimate moments. You <laughs> can <laughs> and buy it. Exactly. You can get the, and so everybody, if you, this is funny, if you don't know what remainder books are, it's like they rip off the covers of like mass market paperbacks. Yep. And then they report them destroyed to the publisher. And so the other funny thing about ordering some of these books or looking up the covers now that I have the internet is, I never saw the covers of these books, and so I'm literally like, <laughs> "That's what the Wait, cover of that book." Did like? your grandma work in like a bookstore? No, I have. N- I mean, this is the ironic part: is my grandmother was not a reader. Like, they had like Reader's Digest in the house. You know, yeah. she yeah. was not a person I think of as a reader. So somebody must have just given them to her, and I have no idea. I just think it was fate. It I was you were destined because she wasn't reading those books I was so who knows amazing I love it I love it too so Sarah right. you have a book out this week I do yesterday it happened <laughs> it's <Boom>. over now <laughs> Oh now yeah, I, I said to jen earlier tonight i was like i have not read this book in a long time and so now people are posting quotes and i'm like gosh that's a great quote who wrote that and i'm like oh it's me surprise it's you <laughs> so why don't you tell us what you do remember of this book sarah to get us started and everybody uh, feel free to um, ask questions we'll be answering your questions in the comments so yeah and include include rec Rack requests requests sure. for romance recommendations are always welcome yeah um okay, so what was I what am I saying? I'm saying who what I'm doing um, yeah. I so I wrote a book it's called Knockout. It is the third book in my Hell's Bells series which is like really a series that's like about how much joy we can mine from women's rage <laughs> Fair and um if that sounds cognitively dissonant to you it shouldn't because like this book is really about as jen likes to say beautiful people blowing things up um including like uh bad guys and the patriarchy but also like you know it bangs in all ways i think so um it's about an explosives expert heroine who's like a little bit of an agent of chaos and the very grumpy growly Uh, controlled um, detective at Scotland Yard who is uh, simultaneous to her or alongside her trying to find the culprits, uh, the the villains of the play, like find out who has been blowing up um, places in the East End of London that are where uh, people who need help congregate. And um, they... Are not exactly working together, but they are working in the same space a lot. Yes. And that means that they get to kiss. <laughs> and blow things up, which is the best. Uh, um, yeah, like blow things up and then kiss while the flame is behind them. That's the vibe. Like if you like <laughs> that in a movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, what is it? Is it Desperado, that movie with um, Antonio yes. Banderas? And is it. and uh, Salma Hayek, right? Salma Hayek. Yes. And like there's a giant explosion and they're like walking away and then he just grabs her and kisses her. It's that. That's yes. the vibe. That is the vibe. Yeah. I mean, pristine vibes, honestly. <laughs> um, one of the things I think we were talking about, like what we should talk about today is like this book is really fun and I think a lot of people think of um, historical romance as being well I don't know what people think of historical romance being I guess you know ladies in poofy dresses so why is why can historical romance like channel both like women's rage and fun at the same time how's that working what do you think Mm, I think it's uh, I think historical romance is the purest it's like the romance novel distilled right mm-hmm. it's fan it's we talk all the time on the podcast about how romance is, how historical romance is really the closest thing in the world to fantasy yeah um before you get into fantasy novels oh, um, Wait, I'm okay keep going then i'm going to tell you something really grim at the end like oh no i don't want that we don't want to tell people grim stuff but anyway like, it was just this tiktok and it like my friend at work sent it to me and i was like oh my god But she was basically, like, the TikTok was like, do you ever think about how, like, women invented an entire genre of fiction that's just about men being nice to them? Uh, And I was like, I have to lay down now. Maybe I shouldn't go to work like that at all. But, I mean, there it is, I guess, right? (laughs) And I'm like, there we are. Historical Jeez. romance is very close to fantasy. And the reason why that is, is because it's not historical fiction, right? right. Like, right. I don't, my characters always bathe. Um, you know, they have all their, many of the, the heroes often have, like, lots of muscles. They never have to go running. Like, yeah. they just, they, what they, li- they lift heroines. That's what they do as exercise. Yeah, <laughs> so. right, exactly. And just... Pick, pick them up and not really want to put them back down again, right? Exactly, which is you know it does work out muscles, but it's like you know a different kind. of what anaerobic exercise. <laughs> um, it does it's not how you get a six pack. So, um, but but also what we're doing here is we're telling stories that are about the world that we live in, right? That we are we are showing what genre and what romance is able to do is really like show us what. Our world could be if we allowed ourselves to believe in love and in joy and in hope and in the promise of like a bright future and in like big groups of friends who like are who are on our side and a world where um, we can say we can fight and we can experience rage and lots of other feelings and and win. The right end. there and is never productive you don't right. lose right like yeah heroines especially don't lose in romance they yeah. always win yeah yeah and that's why you can write it real fun i mean yeah. joanna shoop says there's no such thing as a sarah McLean novel you know you're reading sarah McLean McLean novel when people get justifiably punched in the face and yeah like imagine yeah. if every bad guy small or large that you ever interacted with just yeah. got punched in the face, got justifiably face punched. Yeah. It would be so satisfying. The promise of <laughs> such worlds. world. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the thing that I I think of, I think about a lot is, um, so, you know, we have this podcast together and we had Jane and on, and Jane has been writing and like writing romance for, decades and thinking about romance probably for long you know decades before that and yeah one of the things like it was really like we interview these people and we have moments where we're just like blown away and one of the things especially yes that one especially and one of the things jane said is that like genre fiction really calls on characters to do the right thing Mm -hmm. right like these are not characters who are like it's kind of hard to do the right thing or I'm scared or, but I have to make sure my family eats right. Like those, like the things that keep us from doing the real thing, the the right thing in the real world, like those fears and our responsibilities in romance. Instead, you find a partner who's like, yeah, let's blow this shit up because it's wrong and we have to do it. And I think that romance authors who lean into that, are writing some of the most exciting, satisfying romances out there right now? Sure, because they're BOPS. Yes, <laughs> they're like because right the only way you can really write that and like and lean deep into it is to swing for the fence. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and you have to leave behind reality in a lot of ways. Like there is no right. Well, who's going to pick up the kids? Right. Write these books. It's like it is. The, the idea is that you sit down and it is just propulsive storytelling from beginning to end. And at the end, you have been, you have felt every feeling at an 11 and you, you, and everything that has been, that is wrong in the book has been set to right. And the good guys have won and you are thriving. And you're right. It's, it's genre, right? Like mysteries, you, the good guys win yeah right. It's like murder gets solved right like yeah. all the time, right that's why we come to these books that's why genre is so valuable because it gives us an opportunity to look at the world set to right and yeah. it's aspirational like we can't live every day going well the world is on fire and there's nothing to do about it right right I think the other thing I've I've been thinking about a lot too, so everybody in real life, I'm a middle school teacher and I teach English and I'm very concerned with this question of like, you know, how to keep kids reading. And I think with the pandemic, we've had a huge influx of new readers. I mean, lots of, for example, if you're on Romance TikTok, you know, a lot of people are like, I wasn't a reader before this. And then I was stuck in my house and I kind of rediscovered a love of reading. And one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot is the ways in which, like, the propulsive nature of story is what drives romance versus... You know, I mean, like, sort of like, I'm going to, like, sink myself into this book and, like, take a bath in, like, the amazing language of it, which is, like, a, just a different read. Kids read books the way romance readers read romance, right? Mm-hmm. So when you sit down and you're like, okay, goal one is propulsive, you get on the ride and you don't want to get off till it's over, mm-hmm. how how do you do that? How, like, what are the things that you're thinking of when it comes to pacing and plotting and character? Well, you know, I have just actually been thinking about this today because my friend Maggie Takuda Hall, who writes YA novels, middle grade novels, and picture books, yeah. um, read, started reading Knockout this morning, this afternoon at 1.30. And she texted me and she was like, I'm two chapters in and I'm like wild about it. Mm-hmm. And right Directly before we got on to this chat, she was like, I'm done. That was amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited. And I was like, Maggie, it took you six hours. Like, this yeah. is exactly what my goal is. Like, a six-hour read. Yeah. Were you... And she was like, I swear I didn't mean to. <laughs> like, I just... I did <laughs> it just not happen. happened. But, yeah, but I right re- read. And that's... We all, romance readers and you know genre readers in general, but romance readers especially, know that feeling of like, I'm sorry, we're ordering you know, I'm ordering out, I'm ordering food in, like, I'm not doing anything else today. I'm calling out of work because this book, I can't stop. Right. Like I started the book at 11 o'clock. It was a mistake, but now it's 4am. And like that, I don't regret anything. And so, and I think that, um, you know, Susan Elizabeth Phillips says like very glibly, anytime we talk about anything like this, well, like just cut out the boring parts. (laughs) (laughs) That just seems like a lot of people have not gotten that memo. (laughs) It's the most Susan Elizabeth Phillips thing you've ever heard, by the way. Like, that is a classic piece of advice from Susan. Absolutely unusable. But um, (laughs) It's like when your grandmother tries to give you a recipe and, like, there's no measurements. Yeah, you're like, how much, however much it is. (laughs) Like, see the boring parts? Take them out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I would say that for me, I spend a lot of time thinking, like, okay, stuff has to happen right like so I actually like often think about my books in this way that you know it's getting deep in the weeds of writing but it's called scene and sequel where like something external like and propulsively active happens on page yeah and then this the scene switches usually to a different point of view or a different character right and then then you spend like a little bit of time like Thinking about like the repercussions of such a thing, but then you know by the end of that scene, I want I want every chapter to feel like you know uh, if you watch soap opera or like Vampire Diaries mm, or like yeah. any of these like Shonda Rhimes shows, right with with commercial breaks, right which I know don't really exist anymore, but like there was a time mm-hmm. when there were commercial breaks and, you know, and it would stop on that like cliffhanger moment. Soap operas did this perfectly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I try course. at the end of every scene, every chapter I want it like, I really think about what that, where that end point of the chapter is. Yeah. Um, because I want you to be like, Oh shit. I don't know <laughs> if I can swear on this, uh, but, um, but, uh, I want you oh, to be Oh my God. <laughs> and then like immediately turn the page and that takes revision. I mean, I always, the answer to all your questions is always like, I don't revise, revise it. <laughs> right, but that's right. it. It's like propulsive action takes knowing way way when yeah. to stop it. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And I think the other thing that's really interesting is like there has to be those like, like down moments, right? I mean, a lot of people talk about this like when they write rom-coms, you know, they're like, well, you have to have, Things other than comedy to like bounce off of, right? Like it's, you know, you need the, the, you need the like sort of quiet contemplative parts along with, you know, like the quiet sitting at the place and like drinking, mm-hmm. just like you need the like barroom fights. Like you can't appreciate the barroom fight without the quiet moment of drinking, right? Where right. Hanging out or whatever. Right. So, and there's like, Obviously, there's a there's a balance to it. There's sort of an instinctive pacing when you're writing a book like this one, where like there are there is so much happening. There's so much threat. Yeah, you know what uh, Heather Birch says, like. Heather says there are three things that make a great propulsive novel and it's an unforgettable, unforgettable characters, a relentless threat and an impossible situation. Yeah. And I, um, keep that above, I keep that on a sticky note above my computer and I think a lot about this like re- relentless threat, especially in the, in the context of romance, right? Like it's yeah. not a mystery. It's not a, it's not a thriller. So, like, the threat has to be, like, oh, my God, what if I feel feelings? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Um. Okay. So, you have um, – one of the things we were talking about doing was, like – like answering questions although so I'm going to encourage people in the chat there aren't any yet so please go ahead and like ask questions we would love to answer them I get to talk to Sarah all the time all All right um, Jen I'm going to ask you questions I'm in the romance room looking at questions okay okay Okay. all right the first one is from Allie and it's oh by the way everybody hold on if this is a really slick interface because people ask questions and then you can like make a recommendation by typing in the book and the book cover appears amazing it's very cool so everybody I was really impressed like that has definitely leveled up since the last time I looked at this app like the way that recommendation thread works so yeah we're gonna give some recommendations everybody yes so Allie from uh uh-oh wait i lost it Allie, uh in the romance room is looking for books she says anything with spice to get me through the boring start of school (laughs) and now listen i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say right now there are three books in there and i feel like we can do spicier oh okay well what are the three books the three books are the fourth wing which i haven't read but i understand is is fairly spicy but a slow burn yeah uh Plains, trains, and all the fields by Livy Hart, which I have not read. Okay, you know um, and then Icebreaker by Hannah Grace, which is quite spicy. Mm, okay, um, you know, one of the things I think of as like a really spicy book that it's like kind of old school is Beautiful Bastard by Christina Lauren. Oh yeah, that's a good one. And I feel like it's just perfect for like the boring start of the school year because there is nothing boring in this book at all. It's just like boom, yeah. Um, I let's see what else. Something... I'm actually doing this as we go. I oh, okay, perfect. You're doing the job. This is the room. Um. That Meryl Wilsner book, Mistakes Were Made, is super spicy. And it's about a college student who hooks up with her her friend's mom. Oh, they nice. don't know it, right? So she's in a bar. That sounds messy. It is <laughs> messy and hot and it's super spicy. So that would be a really good one, too. Um, what else have I read that's really spicy lately? Um, well, I'm going to put, so I'm going to put in something, su- I'm going to really blow this up and put in some super duper spicy stuff. <laughs> um, I'm going to put in Jen's favorite, The Master. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, mm-hmm. By Cressley Cole. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, a mafia romance of yore. <laughs> yeah. But it is basically about like a powerful man who is just brought low instantly by like the one woman who just he cannot resist. Yeah, which is a I good mean, one. Love it. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Um And oh, and sorry, I have another one. And I'm gonna do After Hours on Milagro Street, which is one of the sexiest books I read last year. Perfect. Uh there's this great scene where they are uh they are separated by a very thin wall and their beds are pushed up against each wall. (gasps) That's great. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. All right. What else? Let's see. Uh, looking oh this is a good one for you looking okay. for some fall slash Halloween wrecks the spicier the better okay I already put one in this is where I like figured out the way this recommendation thing which oh, is okay. that book Pumpkin Pounder remember <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like hello it was amazing <laughs> you like we are so silly do you see us like giggling Pumpkin Pounder um, Pumpkin <laughs> Pounder this is like essentially like kind of a nightmare for christmas kind of cinderella story and um it's the the author is laura lovely but she is really she has she writes under another name and has like a really cool mermaid website so that is like a really really fun one right. um wait that's... i'm adding her halloween treat oh, by yes. tiffany rice
1: Oh, Listen, Tiffany Rice
0: writes a very sexy romance, and this one is Friends to Lovers slash Brother's Best Friend. Yeah, that's a good one. Perfect. That's a really good one. Um, ha- Always a classic is that um, Halloween Boo by Sarah Spade,
1: which is <laughs>
0: basically, you guys, like, you know, KU, you can imagine. Sure. You, you know what we're talking sure. about. Sure. I also feel that like. That does the job. That's not on is, here. Yeah. Likewise, as as in, likewise, is, like, boo. like. Ha- we haven't put Halloween boo on? What? <laughs> a cla- um, that classic? the <laughs> a classic <laughs> Halloween boo. Um, we are ridiculous. Uh, I would also say, I just feel like this is where, listen, it's where witches, it's their time to shine, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, yep. you just got to lean into those witch books. I don't Agreed. know. Agreed. Agree. Um, uh, which ones? But um, yeah. Well, I'll tell you the new. Not to make this all this whole thing about uh about uh, Angelina Lopez, but her new one, Full Moon Over Freedom, actually has a witch in it. Perfect. So here I'm doing that too. Perfect. Um, all right. Wait. All we right, also have see. some questions. Wait. We have some right, questions go, in now. the in the chat. Okay. Um. Oh, someone said, do we always start from the beginning of the series when reading? And I'm going to tell you for me, no, I'm a chaos reader. I'll read. I will start wherever my goddamn I goddamn feel like can. <laughs> um, yes, I then, agree. If I'm interested, I'll go backwards or forwards. But yes, I do not do that to myself. I, in fact, have no fear and started reading the Side Changelings like at book 10. Okay, that's where <laughs> I stop. <Maybe. laughs> I have a different answer then. <laughs> because, um Okay. As a a contemporary and historical reader, no, I don't care. I read whatever I want. And then I, like, if I love the book, then I'm like, oh, look, all these other characters are in here. I'm going to read all of those. Um, And that is because as a historical writer, like, I write in one big universe, and there are crossovers. But, like, you absolutely can start wherever you want with any of my books. Um, For Paranormal, I start at the beginning. And that Mm -hmm. is because I am wildly dumb about world building. And so, like, I changed with what are we no, gonna do? we, I have read the first, like, I had read the first couple of side Changeling books. And then Jen, for one of the podcast episodes, we read what Caress like by Heidi? that Yes, exactly. Yeah. And Jen was like, don't worry, don't worry. It'll, you'll catch <laughs> up. You'll be and fine. I was like, I literally have no idea what is happening. And then I had to go <laughs> back and read the first five, which like, <laughs> honestly, it was Nalini. And so. Sure. You were fine. The whole area. Yeah. yeah. Do you have anything else I have no in fear. there? Yes. Okay. So here's a question for you, Sarah. It says, I've heard you say before that you start with a loose idea of what your book will be about, but then it sort of surprises you as you as you write. Since yes. that's the case, what do you start with? And then it says, like, you do you use, like, Pinterest mood boards or other oh. things to help you, like, get in the vibe to create? No, that Pinterest mood boards seem like they're too much work, honestly. I'm mm, too lazy you know. for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I need to know in order for me to start a book I have to know the ending and what I mean by that is like there's usually in one of my books like a big kind of set piece ending where the characters it's this is the moment where there's usually a third act breakup and it feels like all is lost Mm -hmm. and like it's possible everybody the reader's the characters, me, we're all worried that maybe we can't hold it all together. Right. Um, and so once I know that moment, so like in, you know, I know like the moment where like the, the, you know, essentially car blows up and everybody thinks that they're, and people think like one of the characters in, is inside, right? Like that kind of thing. Then I know, okay, that's the direction that I'm going in. That's the place I'm going. And then I write just toward it. Yeah. And it's a terrible process, which Jen will, <laughs> Jen will co-sign because she hears me going, like, I don't know. I This is terrible. So I've ruined my career. I'm currently ruining my career. Um, okay. But that that the how first works. time I we were friends and you were writing a book, I was like, oh, this does seem stressful. But now I'm just like, this is just how Sarah is. Whatever. Yeah. Literally and you know what, that's even worse. Now all my I have to get new friends who are yeah, like oh, who aren't this gonna fall for that anymore. Pull. Yeah. Yeah. I need a new oh, friend in every week. So if you'd yeah. like to be my friend for the next book, <laughs> hit me up. Cause I'm just like, yeah, you probably should have started writing that more than three weeks ago. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. Shut up. That's not Sorry. how it works either. I do a lot of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jen, here's one Okay. Tell for me. you. Yeah. What is the book? that got you into romance? Not your first book, but like, what is the book you remember going like, this is going to make yeah, me love romance? Like, this is the thing. Um, I, Wow, that's a good question. So I here's what I will say. I, like looking back, even before I found the infamous bag of books in the, you know, in the, the basement, was always a romance reader. Like, I loved like, Star like the Empire Strikes Back because that scene where Han Solo and Princess Leia almost kiss like had me from the jump, and I was ten, right? I mean, so like I, I, you know, I was a big fan of like Sweet Valley High. Um, I watched soap operas. I was obsessed with like Jack and Jennifer on Days of Our Lives. I vividly remember like I had recorded, you know, I think I'd record it when I was at school or something. So this must have been like middle school ish. And there was, like, one scene where, like, Jack and Jennifer kiss. And I would just, like, re-watch that scene over and over again. Yeah. So I think that I... So in some ways, it's, like, almost like I can't say because I instead have gone through a long process my entire life of being like, oh, I love that thing because of the romance, right? I mean, just this week on the podcast, we were talking about Bruce Springsteen's Thunder Road. And I was like, oh... I love this song because it's a romance novel in a song. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's hard for me to answer, but I do have like books I read when I was a baby romance reader that I like still love. Right. So I love, and people have heard us talk about this. I loved this one book in particular by Elizabeth Lowell called A Woman Without Lies. Um, Oh my God. I'm going to suggest that here on the classroom, which has red, white, and royal blue on it, we're going to just blow it up here. I was like, a woman without eyes, please. (laughs) You know, and it was about this man who, like, didn't believe that love was possible, and this woman who was, like, pure and beautiful and too good to be true, and he discovers that, like, love is real, and, like, you know, my shit, my parents were getting divorced, and, like, I needed those stories, Mm so, you know. It's yeah. funny that you bring up like a traumatic moment in your life as like yeah you know the time because I was reading romance like before this but then um, I have a brother who for a while left the family mm. um, and when he did yeah. um, I can vividly remember finding Joanna Lindsay's a gen- jo- Joanna Lindsay's Gentle Rogue yeah and reading. And which begins, well, we now know it doesn't begin with this, but, like, the the scene that is, like, imprinted on my mind is the heroine sitting um, in the hull of a, like, giant ship and it's a regency and she's shooting radishes at cockroaches. (laughs) And she has, like, decided to upend her whole life to follow a man, like, follow this man who she wants to marry. But she, like... And ultimately, he's not the hero, but, like, she's just so willing to throw caution to the wind for passion and future and, like, hope and love. And, you know, it's such a powerful, it was such a powerful moment at a time. Like, I was young and, like, not feeling very powerful. And I think that's what romance gave me in those, like, those early years was, like, this sense of, like, the world is big and you can take space in it. Yes. Right. So like, and the other book that I still to this day, just like think about all the time as like transformative for me is Judith McNaught's a kingdom of dreams. Yeah. 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 And I think for me, it was, um, there was a book by Julie Garwood again. Like, I mean, I've probably mentioned this called the secret. Is it the secret? And it was about this woman who essentially like, Moved heaven and earth to be with her best friend. And, mm-hmm. you know, Kelly and I were like best friends at the time. And I just remember, like, I read that book and really was like, okay, men are nice, but like, what about you and your bestie? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, the power of like a woman who is like, look, my friend needs me now. So I'm not going to listen to this man tell me I can't do what needs to be done. And, you know, I, that was my favorite. Like, I mean, I, I love The Bride, but like that particular, um, Julie Garwood book, like I, like as I, and I think that's the thing I, as an adult, also like kind of put together, which is so, so many of my favorite romances are about like women standing up for each other too. Right? Yeah. And, I mean, some of those early ones, you know, there's just, like, a woman alone. You know what I mean? Like, that's a classic for a reason. But, um, you know, I was really into, like, stories about, like, sisters and cousins and all that kind of stuff, too. Like, I thought that stuff was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, romance is unmatched. <laughs> um. Do you, are there more questions in the room? Um, no. Uh, okay. That's it. That's it. All right. So, so let's do a couple more of these. And okay. then we'll be... And we'll so, all right. How about this romance where it's centered around a bar? That Kylie Scott. I saw that one. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, it's you, oh, you talked about. You're on. I put story. it in there, but like that was the only one I was then thinking because I was just like fooling around the interface. So there is a Kylie Scott series. It is a spinoff of the Stage Dive series, which everyone knows is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called what's that? Oh, like the. What's that series called? I probably put it down there. Um, it's the Dive Bar series. The Dive isn't isn't it? Bar series it starts yeah. with Dirty and yes, then... yeah, yeah, and those are really good. Um, in a bar. What do you have? Well, I always recommend in, in, in Hell's Bells, the place of the bar. That's right. That's true. Um, I always, for bar romance, for bartender romances, I always go to Kathleen O'Reilly, which is a series of, of Harlequin blazes. Of blaze. The Mm -hmm. best. The best. Um, there's, the first one is called Shaken and Stirred, I want to say. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And, um, and it's a boss, like, a sort of a down on her luck woman gets a job at this like bar in New York city and um, falls, falls for her boss, which is, yeah, you know, not appropriate for HR, but yeah, still Um, a great read. One of my favorite, these are kind of like, I guess I'm just in an old school mood, but, um, Jimmy Cruz's bet me opens in a bar where essentially a woman Uh is getting dumped <laughs> and then, yeah. um, uh, it, essentially, like everything goes down in this bar, and it's like, so it has like a really, like the opening is in the bar. Um, and mm-hmm. then there is another one. Oh, uh, the Tessa Bailey, the one up in that little Washington town, those sisters open a bar. Oh, yeah. It happened true. one summer. It happened one summer. Um, um you yeah. know, you know who has a great series of about a bar is Victoria Dahl. Have you read that <gasps> trilogy? Yes. It's like, what? it's like real men will, good girls don't. Something like that, yeah. Bad boys, maybe something? Mm, it's, yeah. Anyway, it's great. I'll figure it out, and I'm going to put them in here. Put them in there, yeah. Um, Victoria Dahl is terrific by yeah theory. if you've never read anything by victoria dolly you absolutely should yeah um okay. there's a question for oh you know what tessa bailey has a couple in bars actually now that i yeah. think about it right like isn't on um, that one where she goes to ireland he's like a bartender no oh, yeah she well you know what tess fun fact tessa bailey's husband tess bailey was waitress in a bar and her husband was the bartender so mm, so there you go i think that it's called unfixable yeah um okay here's a question for me sarah it says, oh, yes. Jen, can you talk about how it made you feel to have this book dedicated to you? Oh, how did it make you feel, Jen? Oh, I don't, like, you guys, I just feel really, it's kind of overwhelming. i It's, it's... I, it, I almost, like, lack the words for it. It just feels like, I know, I just do, and it was funny. No, but it just feels like, I don't know, like, there's something really, I've, of course, I've been a reader my whole life, and I remember, like, being like, it'd be so cool to have a book dedicated to you, like, boy, you must really be important to that person, and even though I'm a dummy, and I know that we're important to each other, (laughs) (laughs) It was still really, really cool. And I told my husband the other day, and he was just – and it was actually – he was like, that's amazing. And, you know, he's not a reader at all. And so even he got how cool it was. So, yeah, I don't know. I was telling Sarah I have grandiose plans to essentially – like strip off the cover somehow, um, mm-hmm. and like frame it, like kind of take out the dedication page and like frame it. Yeah, with the you know with the cover. So that's my big plan. We'll see if I can make it happen. Awesome. But yeah, no, it it feels pretty amazing. Well, everybody. I'm very grateful for you in my life, and you loved Imogen from the beginning. I so Imogen, yeah. There was sure. no no hesitation. Um. Okay, I'm looking for a dystopian romance book. Bonus, if it's spicy. So I have mm, two for this. Okay. Okay, the first one is the spicy one. There's a second one that is less spicy, but also good. Yeah. So the first one is Hold by Claire Kent, which is set on of a course. prison planet in a dystopian world. Yeah. Uh, and it is, I mean, the tagline of it is something like, find the strongest man <laughs> alive. Yeah. And give yourself to him. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's yeah, it's a lot. This Ooh. is a, this is a ride. So it's not for the faint of heart. And the other one, by the way, some of the suggestions in here are literal YA novels. So yeah, no. right. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the second one that I have is a book by a woman named Mariana Pereira, uh, called The Beast Prince. And it's set, it's sort of like a fantasy dystopian world mm. where, um, There are these, like, princes, and they can actually, they rule the, like, the four elements. So there's a water prince, uh, there's a water prince and an earth prince and an air prince and a fire prince. Mm -hmm. And the earth prince, like, he can make earthquakes, he can make mudslides, he can make, like volcanoes like he can he can manipulate the the actual earth right and um he lives kind of like up on high on a mountain above a small village and every year the village has to send him a virgin to be sacrificed and they have to and they like and these women never come back and this particular year it's a little hunger gamesy uh, they want to send the heroine's sister, and she volunteers this tribute. Mm, and gets up there, amazing. and it's very excellent. Yeah. Um, I would say I feel like um, Rebecca Zadetti has a, uh, a series, I think the Scorpius Syndrome series. The first one's called Mercury Striking, and basically it's like, I don't know. Something has happened and people are like, you know, (laughs) society's gone and there's a couple of essentially like city-states left over almost. Um, Someone in the comments is mentioning the Mercenary Librarian series by Kit Roka. Also the Beyond series by Kit Roka. I think would work. And uh, and, um, Kylie Scott has a um, zombie series. I think it's like Oh, yeah! Remember that first one is called Skin, I think I'm kind of looking. And there's a menage book in that. Yeah, right. That's yeah. And uh, then uh, Alyssa Cole has a series called Off the Grid. Mm, um, yep. and the first, there I think it's the second one. Maybe it's called Radio Silence. Okay. No, it's the third one. It's Mixed Signals. That's the one I really like. Okay. Um, and I, there was, gosh, there was another one I was thinking of, and I know I'm not going to think of it. Um, but we have like interstitials on some of these topics. Like apparently last year we have one called spooky stuff, Halloween romance interstitial. Hey, listen, like, go look now. at us. Look at everyone. Us. We're doing you it. You should listen to us. We do <laughs> this. So this is, this is what we do basically all the time, every day, but that's a sad thing. You can't yeah. join those conversations, but every Wednesday we do this. Yeah, On our podcast, Fated Mates, which you can subscribe to uh, wherever you get your podcasts, or you can visit us at FatedMates.net. Uh, and there are tons. If you have a favorite trope in romance, you can yeah. search Fated Mates and your favorite trope. And it's likely that we've done an episode on it. And if we haven't, send us a message on Twitter or Instagram uh, and tell us that you want us to do an interstitial topic on it, episode on it. And we will put it on the list. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like, there is a book I'm thinking of, but of course, I can't think of it right now. But as soon as I do, I'll dive into that one and leave leave a comment. But, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, our brains are full of romance novels, everybody. It's basically <laughs> all our brains are full of, to be honest. I mean, I think I'd rather have a brain full of romance novels than just about anything else. So it's exactly, fine. because we like things to be very fun. Oh, wait, mm. but we didn't talk about historicals at all, by the way. Oh, uh, well, Jen, so let's talk about some historicals. Tell like. everybody, because one of the things that I'm realizing from scrolling through this Likewise thing is there are, like, basically no historicals on any of these lists.
1: Oh, so, so maybe we
0: should have them. Okay. Why don't we do, like, do three historicals that you think people should absolutely read, even if they've never read historicals before? um okay challenge accepted let me look at my shelves right now because of course obviously the answer is you should read sarah's books because that's why we're here mm-hmm. um i really love joanna shoop's um downtown is it downtown uh, uh, Uptown girls uptown girls. Up girls stole my answer Okay, sorry. Prince of Broadway. Prince of Broadway. I actually, it's funny, I love Prince of Broadway. I often reread the third book, which is The Youngest Sisters. Um, Devil oh, of Downtown. Devil of Downtown. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um, I, okay, I cannot recommend enough if you have, like, never read a historical romance. And if you at all, like, like, you know, kind of, like, really, like, like, um, I think a lot of people get afraid of like romance uh, historical because they think it's all like ballrooms and stuff. So, um, you should read Beverly Jenkins. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites is actually called Nighthawk. Um, mm. he essentially, it's like a road trip romance, only they're on a train. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and it. he's like I don't know, like a bounty hunter. He's handsome. He's like good looking, and he and like they make their way across the country together, and it's fantastic, and it's really good. Um, and then I would say, um, all right, I'll go while you. Think yeah, you go last. while I think. Okay, okay. Yeah. Lorraine heats the Earl mm. takes all. Oh yeah, the Gorilla which Twins. Jen and I refer to as the Gorilla Twins book. It's about the hero has been on a journey with his twin brother. The twin brother is murdered by a gorilla. I guess we don't need to say murdered. <laughs> well, like, whatever. The twin brother is murdered by a gorilla. and But the twin brother's wife is pregnant at home uh, in England, and he is afraid that she will, like, have the vapors or something if she finds <laughs> out that he died, and she'll be very sad, and the baby will be threatened and so he somehow convinces the hero don't worry about it romance reasons to return home and pretend that he is the dead brother yes sure and it is obviously so full of drama (laughs) so full of angst and set up with a guerrilla murder and the truth is that is something that could only happen in historicals yes yeah of course of of Lisa Claypests needs to be said. <laughs> yeah, of course. Which Lisa one? Lisa Claypests, who is like, I think both Jen and I would argue like probably the best. Oh my God, Sarah, did you see in our Discord, someone said that like they should, uh, Claypests fans should have a special name and she suggested Claypals. <laughs> Claypals. <laughs> and I was like, A plus. Yes, yes. Plus, we- I have no notes. Listen, I don't know. Where do we start? Oh, the classic is the Wallflower series. Yes. I love the Hathaways, but we together love Derek Craven, which is Dreaming yes. of You. You really cannot go wrong. Like even a, a mediocre Lisa Kleypas book is better than like Still, 95% right. of all other books. Um, but you can also go to Fade Mates and search Lisa Kleypas and it will tell you all the different books. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, another one that we have recommended. Oh, wait, for... wait. Actually, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to, I am going to answer that though. Okay, go ahead. Lisa Kleypas, if you are a contemporary reader right now today, you should read uh, Marian Winterborn. Because I think that like will scratch that exact itch. Yeah, the problem with marrying Winterbourne, everybody. I personally think it's hard to read on its own. I think you have to read the first book first, which is called Cold Hearted Rake. But like, <sighs> whatever, reading two well I mean, and read is hardly a, like. Your homework is to read two romance Please. novels. You're, welcome, You're all everybody. sitting around waiting for the next fourth wing. So you have time. <laughs> uh, um, here's another one that we have recommended on a couple different episodes, which is um, Butterfly Swords by Jeannie Lynn. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I really like a road trip historical in some ways because I just like really like to see them out in the world and like away from all the prying eyes and Mm -hmm. chaperones and in this case um it is takes place in the tong dynasty i think and she is it turns out um that all he knows is that she is the daughter of a very powerful kind of Of man and he is like a foreigner um essentially who will never really be able to make it home again you know this is china in the 800s like not gonna happen and um these two end up he he feels that he has to protect her and so they like get on this road trip together and um it is terrific and Nobody writes kissing like Jeannie Lynn. Oh so good. That kiss the first kiss in that book is unmatched. Yeah. Okay, my final pick is Diana Quincy. Okay. Um I'm going to go with uh, Her Night with the Duke because it's such a wild setup. Another okay. wild setup. I love historicals because they always have these, like, wacky setups. Yeah. Um, here are two people who are on the Great North Road riding. They're waiting out a storm. The road has been washed out. This is Regency, England, mm-hmm. uh, the early 19th century. The road has been washed out. They're in an inn uh, or the heroine uh, the duke the hero walks into the inn to find the herwin there in a knife fight which with a bunch of racist assholes yeah <laughs> um she is uh an arab woman who has been married and widowed and uh once the knife fight is sorted he, there is only one room and only one bed and the duke says well i don't mean to be ungentlemanly but would you like to come to my room and join me in my bed and she says that would be lovely <laughs> And then sure. they have this, like, smoking hot moment right at the very beginning. As Jen says, fast, incendiary burn. Yes. Um, and then the next morning, the road is dry and passable, and they think we will never see each other again, but that was a really lovely interlude. And lo and behold, they get to the estate, that they are both going to the same place, and it turns out he is betrothed to her stepdaughter. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. No, but not great. So not great. great. Um, if you love the whole like knockout vibe, like the kind of like high energy heisty vibe, my other favorite historical that I think would like really fit the bill there is *Any Old Diamonds* by KJ Charles. Oh, that's good. Um, one. Yeah, because ba- it literally is a heist. Basically, what, Lord, I think it's Alexander. Um, it's Alexander and Jerry, I think, and. um One of them essentially has like a grudge match against their own family. And so they like essentially convince the other one to go steal something that is like owned by the family in order to um, sort of, uh, you know, like essentially get what they deserve. And it is terrific. And this is like one of my all time favorite historical romances. And KJ Charles is, is like a lot of these authors, like you just can't go wrong. They're all good. Well, I think we did the job today. I think we did too, Sarah. (laughs) Um, Thank you all for listening so much. Thanks for reading Knockout and for joining us tonight. All right. I have a thing that says end event. So I think I get to be the one to like press the button and make it go boom. All right. Enjoy everyone. (laughs) Thank you so much. Have a great night. Bye.